0: Hello, Oaks people. This is your monthly What's Happening podcast, updating you on all the latest ongoings of our community. And I am Patrick Boatwright, formerly pastor of Discipleship and Mission, and now your new lead pastor. That really escalated quickly, let's be honest. Uh, Which, speaking of this transition, at the end of this podcast, if you stay till the end, we have a special blast from the not-so-distant past as Tyler Staten, our beloved former pastor and I sit down and have a chat, taking you behind the scenes of this transition and sharing our experiences of getting to this moment. And as tempted as I know you are to skip ahead, don't. Or you'll miss Meg, our executive director, updating us on some fast-approaching don't-miss dates. Now, before we listen in on those, I'd like to share a prayer need and have us all center around it. And essentially, that prayer need can be summed up in one word. And that word is unity. Uh, As you know, we are in divisive times, even just societally, uh, as there's just seemingly nothing that everyone can kind of agree on. And obviously, as people in this world, that can come into a community, even one as desirous to be family as ours. But not just that. Type of unity around divisive topics, but I really also want to talk about like unity during times of loneliness. Obviously, with COVID, uh, we have been unable to be bodily together as we would like. And I know it's been really hard with having to RSVP and with the limited capacity at our gatherings. And I do promise that we as leaders, uh, one, feel those pains ourselves. I long for the day when we will all just be together uninhibited, um, praising God as one body. But uh, we are working towards uh, that day as wisely um, as we can. But until then, we have to acknowledge the reality that this means that we're all kind of floating a bit. You know, if we're coming once or maybe twice a month uh, at best to like worship together and when it's hard to like be in each other's homes or even out in restaurants and such, uh, you can start to lose some of those bonds that have been so precious to us. Not to mention that over the past year and a half, we've lost some really amazing people, dear friends, leaders, leaders and just the people that we like to see across the room on Sundays. And that also can feel really difficult. If a church is not about programs and it's actually about people, what happens when the people that you were a church with are no longer here? And what's your relationship to that sign that kind of hangs on Ainsley Street? That's a real question that I know a lot of us are asking those who have been here a long time, and even now as we have this change in leadership, uh, it is not lost on me that that has really allowed an opportunity for people to feel more disconnected from their church and from their, the, the body of, of Christ than ever. And I just really think that there are no great solutions for how we find the way back to each other. I don't think that there's any program we as a lead team are gonna be able to conjure that will solve that. Um, And I don't think that these pain points are going to dissipate anytime soon. And so if we are going to survive, because it is very important in a city such as ours, that is already so hard uh, and you're already swimming upstream to do it alone. It is going to necessitate the power of God among us, Uh, the, the, the ministry of reconciliation that the scriptures say that God has given us, bringing each other together, coming back to one another, even as health and safety and precaution distance us. What does it look like for us to be the body of Christ to one another? What does it look like? for us to re-engage what does it look like to find the courage to start to try to love new people again and to reconnect to this church that kind of feels like a stranger well this is why we have to pray this is why it's such an important part of our DNA because as we pray what we are doing is essentially acknowledging That we are incapable of solving these issues and answering these questions on our own and of our own design. And so we want to align ourselves to the heart of God that gathers and unites his people. And that that then when we depend upon the spirit, when we confess our need for him, he is able to move among us and to use his spirit that unites us to help us find the ways in which We can be family as we want to be, as we were, and as we are, and as we will continue to be. But it's going to take work. It's not as easy as it used to be. And so I just want to ask that in your daily prayer rhythms, uh, hopefully you're following along with us in Lectio 365 and in, in the morning or in the evening rhythm after you listen to it or whatever your prayer rhythm is. I pray that you would just make space to seek God on behalf of our community to ask, what does it look like for us to be made again into a thriving family? Uh, what does it look like? for those who have been here a long time. And as things are changing to find steady feet again and to find new footing, what does it look like God for the new people that are coming um, to be able to like embrace and come into the history that has been and also uh, help lead the way forward into some, uh, some new areas that God wants to take us. Uh, would you be asking that of God? And would you be asking that of yourself and seeing with how the spirit is moving? Uh, and then, you know, if you have any like revelation or words or, or movement of the spirit around that, we would love to hear it as a lead team. So you could always email uh, info uh, at OaksBK.Church or you can or you can always email me at Patrick at OaksBK.Church and love to just hear anything that you feel like God is Speaking and saying and we'll find where there's some resonance and where there's some affirmation and we will allow God to move us forward because it is it is a utmost necessity that in a time where so much is threatening to separate us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that we find the way back to each other through the power of the spirit that unites us so i would love for you to join me in prayer for that uh rachel larson our leader of congregational prayer will be back uh at the next podcast to give us some invitation and do some upcoming prayer equipping that i'm really excited about so don't miss that but for now let's check in with meg and uh see what's coming up on the calendar We are here with Meg, keeper of the calendar, executive director, and just all-around wonderful person. Hi, church fam. <laughs> how you doing, Meg? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, there's so much happening this month. It is fall. We're back in it, baby. Uh, so are. <laughs> so, why don't you give us an overview? Um, obviously, this this particular episode's coming out a little later than intended. So, um, we're going to cover the rest of September, and then a couple weeks, we're going to come back with October. But there's still a lot happening in this next, like, two and a half, three weeks of this month. So could you give us a rundown and what to expect and what to be on the lookout for?
1: Happy to. Um, So yeah, I mean, September really marks kind of back to school for us as well. Um, We've had a pretty chill summer, which is great. I hope everyone feels refreshed and ready to come back. And we are able to really, like, Patrick just said, just jump into it and get into it for September. Um, Our first event kind of 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 the fall is Dwell, and we are back with Dwell, and we're really excited to be able to have that time of just prayer and worship in our space, and so if you have been coming to the live gatherings or watching the live gatherings and actually haven't been to a Dwell it's kind of just like that extended prayer time. So at the end, when there's music playing and musical worship and there's a prayer team there praying for you, um, that's basically what it is. And it's just an hour and a half of that, being able to um, cry out and worship and either whatever you're feeling that day to kind of lay it at God's feet. And then also to have a prayer team that um, you can go to prayer for, or they might come up to you to say, hey, I think I'm I'm hearing something that I want to share with you. Um, And it's just a really special time um, for us to just surrender and practice um, one of these great movements of prayer and how to do that in community really well. So that's going to be on Wednesday, the 15th at 730. You can register for that. Um, And also we take walk-in people as well until we're full. So please feel free to if you can't make it to register. Also, just if the last minute you decide to come, just come and we'll see what we can do to get you in. Um, It's usually pretty chill. So we'd love for you to come to that. And then um, something really exciting that's happening um, in the next two weeks after that, the two next two Sundays, is our family gatherings. And we are so excited <laughs> to start this again. And families, we know that it has just been a really rough time. And to know um, you know, when to come to church and what to do with church and how to keep your kids um, interested in what's going on and, and anything to do with um, screens and gatherings and it's just been a lot and so we really wanted to take this time to one just gather everybody up just who who is still here and that really wants to be involved um, with kids ministry and then how can we just gather you and um, just really encourage you in this time and have your kids have a really fun time together so we are having these gatherings at twelve thirty on the 19th and the 26th And we are basically just going to go through three short movements. Um, And so this is open for kids from infant to fifth grade. And parents, of course, are welcome to come. And we'll be having um, a short story uh, from the Bible that's just geared towards kids that they understand and can get get some Bible in them and chat through that. And then we'll have a little small movement of some kind of craft or game that is age appropriate. Obviously, the infants are just going to get Snuggled during that time and held. Um, we'll have something really fun for the kids to do too. That kind of goes along with that story, um, and just get their, you know the energy out. And then we'll also have just a short movement of worship and just really fun family-friendly songs, kid-friendly songs that they're just going to love to be able to sing to and run around as they're singing um, in the space. That's what's so great about our space is that there's just so much space <laughs> to run around and have fun. And then for the parents, we really want you to to feel if you're new, um, if you haven't been a part of kids ministry, if you don't know any families, um, this is also your time to mingle and meet people and meet the staff and um, just meet the the folks who you're going to be doing, you know, kind of life with as being a part of, you know, our families in our community. So we'll have coffee, we'll have donuts, and you all can meet in the back too and kind of chat and get to know each other um, and get to see what kids ministry and family ministry is all about here at Oaks. Also to add to, you know, with, with family ministry and, and Sunday mornings, we have had the opportunity to, um, most of the time that is something where you're not a part of, and so this is really your call of if you want to be a part of this and stay the entire time, or if you come to the Sunday gathering before and then you also will sort of drop your child off, that's fine too. We're going to have volunteers and staff there, um, so whoever your level of enjoyment um, and involvement is, feel free to kind of do that, and we're excited to have you.
0: Great. And just so, just to clarify, that's the next, that's the 19th and the yep. 26th of this month. And then are there RSVPs do people, people need to? Yeah. So this?
1: you can register, you can register online. Um, and if you have any questions about how to register to shoot me an email, I'll make sure everybody is registered. Great. And then also coming up, just, we just want uh, we know that community groups aren't starting yet. Um, that's going to happen in October and there'll be more to come on that. Um, but we just also know that like, we kind of just want to have a chill hangout time and um, historically, as the our church has known, we, they, we've been meeting at a place called Spritzen House, and it's by um, McCarran Park. And it's just a very chill place um, that's huge and wide open and um, available to a lot of people. And Carlos and Tiff want you to come and hang out. They're going to be doing that on September 22nd from uh, 6 to 9. And you can switch and house is also very family friendly. So if you want to come over with your kid, just say hello, get a bite to eat, and leave. Um, They have very good sausage and pretzels and all these really fun things. Or if you have the evening just to hang out, Um, get a drink, get a bite to eat, meet new people. Um, So if you're brand new to the church and you've never come at all, be brave and come. If you've been coming for a while and just want to meet new people, um, that would be great too. And Tiff and Carlos um, will be hunkered down the entire night. there just to hang out and get to know you so just we're kind of doing some community building as people come back and back into church rhythms
0: that's fun i will be there cannot (laughs) wait um let me i think we uh is it true that we've got two of my favorite family things uh in the life of our church happening they're happening in october but we've got some classes coming up in preparation
1: so true. So two things that are all the, a celebration, which is so fun because there are things that happen within your life with Jesus that we don't actually get to see so much like inside personal development, but there are some things we get to celebrate as a family. And two of those things are child dedications and baptism. And so... Um, We have those coming up. On the 26th will be child dedications. And this is where you are able to stand with your family and say that, yes, I want to raise my child um, to know the Lord and to be in community. And us as a community get to respond back saying, yes, we're here for you as well. Um, And it's modeled after Anna um, and Samuel. And so it's just a beautiful time for us to to be with you in community and to just celebrate your family. And especially now, I think it's really important. Um, So we're going to have a just info meeting for that. It's going to be on the 19th, um, and you can email Patrick about that at Patrick at OaksBK.Church. For that Zoom information, it'll be over Zoom, and you'll have just a meeting with him to chat through everything and make sure we have all the information you need to do that and be ready for that gathering on the 26th. Then we have baptisms, which again, um, a beautiful way for us to celebrate someone deciding to follow Christ and announce that publicly um, and for us to celebrate together as a family. And so that's going to happen on October 3rd is the actual baptism uh, gathering. But before that, you'll have two classes um, just kind of go through like, what is baptism? Is this right for me? And then also the next one, just a short one of what you need to do to prepare yourself for baptism. Um, And so again, that info meeting. We'll also be on the 19th over Zoom with Patrick. So if you're interested, Patrick at oaksbk.church, um, and he will connect you with all the information. And it is such a beautiful time for both of these things happening in our church. So if you are interested at all in either of those or just have questions or, oh, I'm not sure if baptism is right for me or if dedication is right for me and my family, just reach out and and go to the meetings to figure out if that is for you.
0: Awesome, so much. And I'm so excited for all that's happening uh and i'm excited to see everyone whether in church or at prison house or wherever we might find you um i'm excited for us to all just continue and come back into the fall and big family together
1: yes me too yay (laughs) thanks Meg. sure thing
2: my oaks church brooklyn family this is a familiar voice to most of you tyler Staten, your former lead pastor coming to you live from uh, uh my office in portland oregon which has no air conditioning during a heat wave it is 107 degrees right now and i'm working with a fan only so i'm missing brooklyn right now uh because of that among many other reasons but While I was away on sabbatical, getting some rest with my family, which was much needed and much appreciated and made possible by the elders of Oaks, we announced our new lead pastor, Patrick Boatwright. And I always hoped that I would actually get to be there uh, on the day when that was announced and I wasn't able to be there. So I just wanted to chime in with what I would have liked you to know as my church family um, had I gotten to be there. I, I, I would have liked to say that I had a sense from way, way back, even before I had see, knew that I was going to be going anywhere, that one day um, I would be handing this church off to Patrick. I had this deep sense in my spirit that came when I was prayer walking one day that the Lord had selected him to lead a coming chapter of our church and that there would be a time when I hand it off to him. And I, I shared it with Kirsten, uh, we talked about it at the time and she was like, that's so weird. And I said, I know, but, and it was just one day prayer walking. Um, that was before Patrick worked at our church. That was before I knew Patrick. I thought he was uh, he was still serving as the student of families pastor at Park Slope at that time. And then when the whole transition came about and Patrick came on our team, my respect for him just skyrocketed uh, as I saw the way that he led, um, the way that he led our congregation, the way that he led within our staff. I saw so many ways that he was strong where I am weak, and I saw gifts um, coming out of our church under his leadership that were not coming out of our church under my leadership, and as, as the weeks and months rolled on, it just seemed to me so obvious that, um, that in the coming chapter that God was not only selecting him, but had gifted him and was giving him favor uh, to lead. So I, uh, as a non-voting elder of the church, actually had no, no direct official say in who our next lead pastor would be. Uh, our elders, I think like me, and probably cared about my opinion however um and, and I certainly was invited into the discussion however it ultimately was not up to me so when they contacted me uh, or contacted me and my family in hawaii to say uh it's patrick we're going to announce it this coming sunday i was so delighted um, because i think this is something god is doing i think patrick is an amazing pastor I could not imagine better hands uh, to get to and trust this community that I love so deeply to. And I'm so excited for the next chapter. And I hope from time to time, Patrick will still invite me back and I'll get to see you guys and everything. But that's, that's the quick story. And I actually wanted to be able to chat about it with him. So hiding in the background of this uh, long announcement is Patrick Boatwright himself. How are you doing, my man?
0: Brother, that was very great. If you need a couple more minutes, I'm happy to just keep listening. Uh, <laughs> that that's was... the
2: shortest I've ever completed a thought to this church, So <laughs> I'm uh,
0: that. was um, very humbling. And I will say, um, I am doing really well. And in large part, that's uh Yeah, that's a credit to you, my friend. Um, I don't think, as you know, you know, taking over church can comes with all sorts of challenges and and things. But um, our church is so incredibly strong and healthy and we're in a really good place. And um, I'm excited because I'm not coming in to like, you know, I just recently like we just got a new house and we moved in on Tuesday, and then on Saturday, the basement flooded, you know, and it was like, oh gosh, call a plumber, what's going on, what did we do, Uh, uh, you know, and it hasn't been that at all, it's been like, oh, this is, this is already fun, and it's just getting more fun, so that's a testament to the work you've done, so man, this really escalated quickly.
2: Yeah, thanks, man, yeah, you know what, I don't know if I'm what I'm allowed to say and not to say, but I'd love to share a couple stories that I think were significant moments for me in, in really believing that God was calling you to lead our church yeah. next. Would that be okay? I think it might be helpful for some You're, you're off the hear. payroll. You
0: can do whatever you want. Okay. Great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we had I had gone through this really personally difficult back and forth discernment process where I felt like I had heard from God as clearly as I've ever heard from God on anything that I was meant to move across the country and lead this other community and I fought God on that for a long time and I flip-flopped on that because it was just hard for me to fathom giving away uh, Oaks Church Brooklyn to someone else's leadership and saying goodbye to people that are like family to us and everything. And when I finally, Kirsten and I came to this point of total surrender together, processed it with our elders, we're, we're being blessed by them. And it was kind of that point in the story where it was like, oh my goodness, this is actually going to happen. And the people that we, like our community, our closest community, the elders of the church know about it, they're speaking into it, they're blessing us to do it. Then the next was to tell the staff and I had chosen to be sure that I shared with you guys just before the holidays, you had time to process and everything. And you came to me uh, one week before I had scheduled a meeting with you to share this whole news. And, and in particular with you, I was going to add this one extra piece of not only saying, hey, I'm going to transition to another pastoral call, but, and I think you might, uh I have a strong sense you should consider being the next lead pastor of this church. Uh, You sat down with me and said, Hey man, I have this strong sense. God's calling me to be a lead pastor. Will you train me up and send me out in five years? (laughs) You later told me you were like, man, I really don't want to wait five years, but, (laughs) right. (laughs) but then I, I met with you next week and I was like, Hey, so yes to training you up. How does five months sound <laughs> yes. instead of five years? And still, it wasn't totally up to us. But I think from that moment forward, it, it was so clear that God was speaking to you in a way that was congruent to the way that God was speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And that felt like a holy moment um, and a moment of assurance for me where I thought, you know what? God might really have a plan for Oaks that's bigger than me and that goes mm-hmm. beyond me. And I always believed that. But then when you can see the pieces start to fall into place, then you, you really believe it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if you remember yeah. that moment or have oh, any context.
0: Absolutely. I, I think, you know, it's so funny because sometimes I think back. The first time we met, I mean, probably eight, seven years ago now, I was new to the my role at, at Park Slope and, Um, and they're like, oh yeah, there's this guy doing, you know, Tyler's doing this thing on the East side. You should go talk to him about youth ministry in the city. And I mean, that one conversation, maybe a hand, maybe one or two other was like, really like the extent of our relationship, um, and then coming, you know, but from afar, you know, I've always just thought very highly of your leadership and. Um, and of Williamsburg from the time of God had gotten to like preach and teach and stuff, so it was uh, yeah, the whole thing was just really wild I tell people this often, I feel like there's um, two ways of following after Jesus one, you kind of like commit what you do to the Lord and like, Lord, I, I have this plan and I would love for you to bless it and I think that's like definitely like congruent with Scripture and like You know, God does that. And then I used to do that for a while, but I kept screwing it up. And so then there's this other way where you're just kind of like, okay, God, I'm really going to work at hearing your voice and then I'm going to follow it wherever you tell me to do. And, you know, uh, that's how I've been kind of living my life over the past, um, decade or so really. And so it's always just still kind of like, um, these moments are always just kind of still mind blowing where you're like, okay, yeah, I could go to this job in Atlanta. Here's this offer here in Brooklyn. We were like all set to move, but I really feel like God is saying, come to Oaks. Like I really feel like that's the right play and uh, and to follow him. And then, yeah, sitting there, uh, I still remember very qu- uh, clearly in like early December, and sitting with the Lord in quiet time and him being like, hey, it's time to lead a church. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess that'll be like three to five years. I just got to this church <laughs> and having that conversation with you. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it is exactly that, as you described, just like walking into the plans of God sometimes um, and realizing he is doing something. He is unfurling something he has in motion.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if people know that part of the story explicitly, but but how you ended up at our church was a step of faith, because you actually had what, on paper, I would call a more promising offer in Atlanta, you know, a beautiful church community, similar mm-hmm. to ours that I know quite well, saying, hey, we want to train you up to plant a church um, within our family of churches, and you're you know best friends being like right around in that area Uh just like obviously a more like livable city I say with quotations around it because (laughs) there's no place like New York I can just say as someone who's just left New York there's no place like New York (laughs) and but but uh, and you said no to that in the name of staying in New York City in the height of early COVID to take a you know, associate pastor-ish job that we called Pastor of Discipleship and Mission at another local church in Brooklyn. And God, you know, called you to that step of faith because he had more steps of faith coming after that. But there's, there's another moment that was significant to me too, because often there's, there's two things that work in tandem when we're discerning the voice of God. There's like that kind of spiritual revelation that we're describing of like, I feel this not an audible voice but like deep in my inner Mm being like the still small voice of the spirit calling me to something but then often then as we step into that we see the visible manifestation of that like the early signs it's kind of like if you imagine moses parting the red sea you know who parted the red sea moses or god well god (laughs) but would god have parted the sea if moses didn't raise his staff up like god told him to probably not so like God was already intent on doing something, but he invited Moses to believe in faith and participate. And then they saw it happen. And that like seeing it happen moment for me was that first town hall that we did, which was the Mm. fall when you joined. Because I had nothing to do with it. I was just on the call as a participant. So much of our church, you know, is uh, was on a zoom call together. I feel like there was like a hundred of us. I don't really remember, but so many people participated and you um, were such an incredible listening leader and empowered all of these voices. And I watched it and I, I was consciously thinking I never would have done this. And I was realizing like, I'm a talking leader and Patrick is a listening leader. And I'm seeing things come out of people in our church that I, under my leadership, wouldn't come out of them. And it was just like a moment for me where I was saying, man, this feels right for our community, but this couldn't happen with me leading it. Um, Mm. And it's happening under Patrick, but it doesn't feel like he's trying to do something. It feels like this is the overflow of who he is, and it's, it's breathing new life. So I have a vivid memory of that evening mm. sitting on my couch at home, seeing the first kind of manifestation of, "Oh my word, um, God's doing something here, that through someone who isn't me, and it's really, really good, and, mm. and it's what's next. So, yeah. so there's all kinds of moments going away, but those two just happen yep. to stand out to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think last night, I think six people are like, okay, get a room. (laughs) We'll wrap it up here. But yeah, I think uh, what's important to me, and I think for people who have been here and who have flourished under your leadership is that, yeah, we are different leaders. Uh, We have some different giftings, but we also have a lot of overlapping giftings. And that's what was, you know, it was so funny. I remember when it was time for you to actually leave, and I was like, you know, a lot of people were way more sad than me, because they had a lot more time invested in you, but then when it finally came, I was like, dude, I'm really gonna miss this guy, we've become fast friends, like we, like got has really united our hearts, but all that to say is, um, there's a season for everything, and I think for, for me, like, I'm not coming in to make some brand new thing and we're this whole new different church and forget what you knew, this is the new thing. It's not that. It's really just an old thing uh, moving into a different shape. You know, it's, it's God taking us on the same journey we've always been. It's him building on the things that he built on uh, through you and uh, that was built on what Rob planted, you know. And so it's just kind of just this, like, ongoing thing. And there will be a time where um, someone else, you know, I pass this baton to somebody else and I'll be commenting on how they're doing things I would have never done. And that's, like, a really good thing because it means we're, like, growing and it means that God... Um, isn't done with us, and so um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to to build on the things that you've you've seeded, particularly our devotion to prayer and out of prayer being led to mission. Um, that's that's not changing, and uh, and I'm excited to see how you know Bridgetown and and Oaks uh, continue to be um, you know sisters with the same Father. Amen.
2: Well, listen, just don't pass that baton anytime soon. Hang on to it no. for a little yes. bit. Do a couple laps. It's been a lot of transition. People can't have you passing that baton just yet. It's but fine. Day, I got
0: scoliosis. I move slow.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Huge love to Oak Church, Brooklyn. I hope, uh, I hope it won't be too long until I get to come back to the city and spend some hey, time bro. with you guys.
0: Same. We love you. Thanks, dude. Peace. All right, my friends, we've made it to the end. Hopefully, you've been encouraged by the stories of what God is doing among us. Hopefully, you've been informed about the ways you can participate in the life of this church. And hopefully, you've been really challenged to be, uh, by faith, joining in prayer for unity for our church. So, thanks for listening. As our brother Carlos says, listening is the language of love. We'll talk to you soon.